Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are psyched to have wide receiver Nelson Aguilar talking to us today. So uh, we'll start here. Nickname Nelly. Everybody, everybody calls you Nelly. Yeah. Right. All right. So I don't know if you know that Nelly has a little history with the Ravens because Ray Lewis, you know, came out to hot in here as intro and did the whole Ray Lewis. I'm sure you've seen it. The Ray Lewis dance. That was Nelly's hot in here. So the question is, since you're Nelly, are you going to come out of the tunnel to hot in here, do the Ray Lewis, the whole thing? Mm, I don't know. I think I'd probably pick a different one. Okay. All right. Do you like Nelly? Are you a Nelly guy? Yeah. Okay. Not not enthusiastic though. Just kind of uh, like, yeah, he's I, all right. I, I like Nelly. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have you always gone by Nelly? Give us. We got to know the whole full backstory. I mean, I think it just started as a kid. Yeah. My mom said it. Everybody said it. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. All right. All right. Well, if you need to come out to you know Ray Lewis's dance, I'm sure he could let you borrow it. <laughs> I would ask permission. Yeah. I was yeah say, exactly. Are you sure about that? Yeah. You can. Are do you it. sure about that? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think so far of life in Baltimore and being a member of this team? I love it. It's been it's been awesome. It's been real cool. I mean, the word to describe it is a family. Mm. You know, it feels right, and it's family. What makes you makes it feel that way? Uh, I mean, it starts with the head ball coach. Yeah, you know, he everything he does, he does from a place of love, mm. and you know, you feel it. You feel the family atmosphere, and you know, I, I mean, quarterback family kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know, offensive linemen are closed, wide receivers are closed, yeah. and you just feel like the family atmosphere is one of the reasons why we got a shot. Is I, that is that why, like, had you heard that before you came here, and, and did that play a role in, in you coming here? <laughs> well, a role in me coming here was people that are like family to me were already here uh-huh. on the coaching staff. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, T. Martin was my college coach who taught me a lot right you know uh keith williams coach dub is you know i call him unk even before i got here <laughs> i've been working with dub for some years now some of my best years in this league was through him you know talking to me through my tape helping me prepare for who i was going against things yeah. like that so yeah, i mean and then you know g lou you know coach lewis who was my receiver coach my second year you know, helped me out so much, you know, right. confidence-wise and just, you know, just relationship-wise. Right. And, 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 you know, also earlier we were walking in here, and I <laughs> tell you about, uh, you know, George Gossie. His brother was my quarterback coach in high school. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so, and it doesn't stop there. Willie Taggart yeah. coached in Tampa, Florida, and my parents had a house, a couple houses down from Willie Taggart. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool. That is crazy. So, when you... You know, when you get here and you, you talk about the family piece, I'm curious, like, and this isn't intended to throw shade on any other place that you've been, but you've been in different organizations, but you feel like the family atmosphere here is something special and unique. Is that, you know, compared to where, where you've been and, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times we, guys we, come we, here and they say You don't even have to compare it. It's yeah. just like where I am in my life right now, it's the most glaring thing. It's mm-hmm. the family and the love aspect. I mean, doesn't matter about anywhere else. It's just when I got here, it felt right. I felt at home. I felt myself. Mm. And and just being able to just play fast and be at peace and and put worry to the side is, is a beautiful thing. That's awesome. I mean, when you talked to reporters last week, you talked about that your focus is to be a good teammate. 
And like, you just said that over and over again, you just kept coming back to that. Like my focus is to be a good teammate. And I got to believe in hearing you talk right now that like part of the reason is that like, when you feel like you're in this family atmosphere, everybody does their part and you just feel like your role and your responsibility is take care of being a good teammate first. And then everything else takes care of itself. I, I think we've all, we're all in this league for a reason. We're all capable doing your job and being a quality teammate and being a part of something bigger than you is what gets you the ultimate prize. You know, and I've been there. Right. I've been there before. And I know that, you know, putting my head down and just working and just, you know, taking advantage of what comes to you is what puts you in position to be productive towards that end goal. And that's part of being a good teammate. You know, you don't sit here and you don't count anything. You just take what's given to you and you just work every day. And that's the reality of this business and success for a really good team. Well, you've been taking advantage of all your opportunities in practice, it seems like. You've been balling out out there, and it's been all summer long. It seems like you and Lamar just have really good chemistry already, you know, which with a new target, you would think, all right, this takes a little time to develop. Like the back shoulder stuff especially, yeah. he knows how to put it up, you know, where where you can – you're the only one that's going to get it. Yesterday's like, practice was a perfect well, example. I mean, it's been, I mean, it was a, it's been it was time and time again. It's been yeah. the back shoulder leaping catch that you've made a dozen times, it feels like, in practice. What is it about your chemistry? How did that develop? Well, first of all, it, it has a lot to do with how he communicates, mm. you know, his placement of the ball. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I just – I trust – I trust it. Mm. It hasn't been perfect out there because I've missed some, mm. but I truly trust it, mm. you know. And even when I miss something, I trust it because I'm like, that was pretty unique that it got to me. Mm. You know, I wasn't prepared, but as soon as I flashed, it was there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm happy because if it's something that I can master and have the same, you know, you know, communication with him and be on the same page with him, it adds to my ability to go vertical. Right. Because a lot of people, if you're a fast guy, they start pulling you over the top. Right. So you go speed release and a guy tries to, like, stack you or a guy, not even stack you, a guy tries to, like, you know, play over the top and cut you off. You're still not covered if you and the quarterback have understanding of where he's now going to place the ball. Right. If he can throw that back shoulder, if you got that, then the the vertical threat is that much more dangerous. Because now people play you low hip. Right. And you can stack them and you can run by them. Right. So I'm be honest with you. He he's really good at that. And I'm super happy he's actually helped me get better at that. Mm. Because I wouldn't say that's always been my game. It's something that I've grown to and adapted to doing here. Now, has elevating been a part of your game always i mean like i know obj's got some ups he's shown that in his career you guys i don't know if you got the biggest ups on the team but it's up there i mean i've always been able to jump but i'm not gonna lie i don't think i've always just jumped all the time yeah yeah okay i want to i want to give credit to my um my aau team back in tampa (laughs) okay because my kids i was in the gym all spring and all summer long with the kids yeah and i'm practicing with them and i'm dunking all the time (laughs) and it's like i got my legs back somehow and now all of a sudden i i like jumping all the time even more than running down field i like just jumping that's funny well that's yeah i mean in my practice notes that i write up like so many times i've been like nelson Aguilar elevates for another catch like so are you coaching the AAU? you team or what i do myself and my brother oh that's cool team, yeah. how, what's the age group uh we have a seventh age seventh grade and okay. we have an eighth grade so how are you as a coach are you active are you in the in the ref's ear tell me about you as a oh, coach for sure for sure <laughs> for sure i'm um i'm super animated 
I am, uh, you know, in it. You know, I, I love seeing my players do amazing things. Uh-huh. I love when plays work. I love great effort on defense. <laughs> you know, I love unselfish ball, you know, and, and then I, I got really good point guards that play for me. And when they make some passes or they make some decisions, I love, like, being the one being like, hey, one more pass, like, stuff like that. But, I mean, those kids are awesome, and they, they're dual-sport athletes, a lot of guys that play for me, so – it's kind of cool to see them just do special things on the basketball court because I know in football season they go and cut it up in football too. Right? Yeah. You yeah. kind of have like you you sound like a coach the way you talk. You got some <laughs> wisdom about you. You you got coach speak going. Yeah, you you you're channeling. You, you talk about unselfishness even with your team and like I feel like that's going to have to be part of the 2023 Ravens, right? I mean, like there's so many ballers out there on offense and like so many targets that Monk can call plays for or Lamar can throw the ball to. Like, how do you all kind of just handle that when there's a lot of mouths to feed? You got to win. That's the only (laughs) thing that matters. Like, I mean, like you get into this like statistic aspect of it because that's what people see. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to get paid and all that. Well, I'm at the point in my career where I want to win. Yeah. And I think winning you know, cures a lot of stuff. You know, you you put yourself in position to get paid when you win football games. Mm-hmm. For us right now, man, you can put quality things on tape without the ball coming to you. Mm. You know, good routes, good discipline, you know, effort, all that. And you get evaluated that way. Yeah. And if you just do that, that's you controlling your aspect. And when the ball finds you, it finds you. Mm-hmm. The quarterback's done a really good job of finding multiple people. And Lamar, you know, he he's already made that very clear. Like, I'm a fine, I'm a fine guys. I'm gonna get everybody going, and and I think he's gonna do a great job of that. We just gotta just run hard, get open, you know, and just show great effort with or without the ball. Mm. It's it's interesting hearing you talk about that because I think a lot of times you know, everyone knows receivers want the ball. I mean, that's like no secret, you know. And I think that that's a, sometimes viewed as a negative but uh, I mean even Munkin has talked about it like I want receivers who want the ball like that's what you want in your guys but there also is this unselfishness this perspective that you have about that and is that something that is kind of the mentality of this receiver group even though you got all these new weapons everyone wants the ball everyone wants a piece but like there's this unselfish unselfishness that permeates through that group you know my my explanation is more about like hey you know, having the mature mentality of just focusing on you, and if the ball finds you, it comes there. Mm-hmm. If you truly want the ball, every route you run, you'll run hard. And when the ball finds you, you'll maximize on that opportunity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I think that, like, without worrying about did it come to me, my focus is on getting open mm-hmm. with or without the ball, mm-hmm. whether I'm the first read or the third read. And that's what our coaches teach us. You know, everybody's always said it to you, but you have to remind yourself because at times when you get all wounded up about, I'm my targets, my targets, I ain't getting this, you start to cheat yourself on how you run every route. Mm. You only think you got to run hard when you know the ball's coming Mm. to you. If you had Mm. a complimentary route, are you going to run that route hard? Because that would be the route right there that, you know, they come off of the main target and go to the complimentary, but you might have BS that effort, that effort on that route. And it's like, it sucks sometimes when you think like that. So. Right. And that's from experience. I've learned from experience. I'm not just yeah. saying that just like it's happened to me before. So I'm at a place where it's like, hey, run hard, be unselfish about the reality that there's only one ball out there, but be, be also intentional about getting open. 
because when your opportunities come, you got to take advantage of it. Yeah. Right. I'm curious how you and um, Odell have, have kind of meshed because when I hear both of you talk, there's a lot of similar things that you talk about in terms of like growth and maturation and your veteran players and you both come yeah. here to a new Just, place. Like I, I feel like I, I'm like hoping that you are speaking up and being a leader in the wide receiver room because what you're saying, I'm like, I love all of this. Yeah, I'm like you're telling this to the guys, right? You know, like I, I guess I'm like we we communicate, yeah, mean, but we got great receiver coaches too. Yeah, yeah, we got two really special receiver coaches in there, and then going back to what you just said about oh, like oh, and I have a really good relationship because I have so much respect for him. And I think he's gained some respect for me by the way I've practiced and prepared. Mm. I mean, he's probably seen me from afar, but being near me, I think that there is mutual respect because he knows that I truly love football. You know, I love all sports, but I truly love football. And I love, like, learning it. I love, you know, practicing it and preparing for it. So when I speak, I speak from a place of, like, you know, the want for it to be really, really good. Not like there's nothing else about it. Like I'm not I'm not perfect, but I want for it to be really good. Mm-hmm. So I know we have that respect. And I like how he approaches, you know, the mental aspect of the game because physically he's gifted. I've been more impressed with his mental approach and the, the person. Yeah. That's the one I've been most impressed with is the person. Mm. You know, for those that don't know the person, you you would you know what? It's kind of interesting because you have to be somebody close enough to him for him to show you the person and the person is you know unselfish humble caring and just you know a competitor mm. So, mm. that's awesome you talked also about lamar and his knowledge of the game previously when uh, you've talked about this what is it that you've seen that fans don't see that really stands out about that i don't know if too many people understand that he has a under, like he has an understanding of how he sees the game of football. Mm. And it's simple to him. Like, he sees, you know, opportunities for ball placement. He sees opportunities for when you should give your eyes because he's going to slice it through there. Right. He's going to get you in different voids and windows, and he's going to tell you that. Mm. Let's say it happens in practice and you didn't just automatically get it. He's going to tell you, like, look, I saw this right here. And I need you to do this right here because I'm thinking about these things. Mm-hmm. And as a player, when the quarterback tells you something like that, it would behoove you <laughs> to pay attention <laughs> because those are his habits. Right. That's yeah. his understanding. Right. He's like, this is when I want to see your eyes, like it, at this it, point of the route. If kind he of tells thing. you that yeah. one time, I would probably <laughs> do that because it's a good idea. Like because that opportunity gonna come. Yeah. When if you don't do that, you know you're not gonna be ready. But if you right. do do that, you're gonna notice how like seamless the connection and the the opportunities come because right. you're listening, you're dialing it, and you're in his head now. Totally. He's explained to you how he sees things, so now you're starting to do those things. Mm. This receiver group is really interesting because you have five former first round picks in the room right now. A lot of talent in that room. And Zay Flowers, obviously, he's a first-round pick, and he's looked really good. I'm curious your impressions of him, but also in your experience in the league as a a first-round pick, knowing the pressure and the expectations that come along with it, what kind of guidance you give to him as he navigates all of that this rookie season? The best part about, you know, this season is there's one goal in mind. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. 
you know, we, we can under-promise and over-deliver. We don't need to say, like, we're this what it is. But for all 32 teams, it's one goal, mm-hmm. and that's to win. And he just happens to be an electric player towards that goal. Not about him being a rookie or anything like that, because we get into too much, like, everybody's, hey, are, what are your rookie stats going to be? Are you going to be rookie of the year? Is he <laughs> going to be a 1,000 yard? Is he a this? If he caught you know, 40-plus balls and had 800 yards and we won a Super Bowl, he had a great rookie year. Pretty good year, for but sure. If you wanna, <laughs> but if you want to say, oh, well, he caught, he had 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns, but we didn't win, you know, now it's just, now you're talking about individualism again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he, if you told him which one would he take, I think he would take the Super Bowl mm-hmm. yep. and the numbers that came to the Super Bowl. Yep. I don't know. I, I know I would. <laughs> like, just, I mean, if I won a Super Bowl, I won a Super Bowl my third year. Yeah. And right. I was super grateful. You know, and the goal is that for me. Yeah. And that's just where I am in my life. And I think he's going to be amazing. You're going to see a lot of different ways he's used. And you're going to see some electric plays from him because he's built like that. He's built to be, like, electric and a game changer. Mm-hmm. It's in his personality. It's in his skill set. You know, it's in, it's in his mindset, too. Like, he has a mindset of game-changing mindset. He don't BS about that. Yeah. Right. You've um, you've mentioned the Super Bowl a couple of times, and you won it with the Eagles in your third year, right? Mm-hmm. You and maybe Justin Tucker are maybe the only two guys on this team. Well, Odell. Odell, of course. Odell, yeah. of, who've won a Super Bowl. Um, do you feel any sort of responsibility to impart what it takes to win a Super Bowl on this team? Through habits. Mm-hmm. Through habits and, you know, the conversation I have, I don't, you know, it's not about saying, hey, I've won, listen to me. It's like, hey, like, you know when you have a team capable. Yeah. That's a reality. Not every time season starts do you look around and say, oh, I got that kind of team. You know if you have a team capable. You feel pretty good about this group. I do. (laughs) And I think it comes down to habits. comes down to relationships. It comes down to unselfishness, you know. And the work that's being put in. Are those the biggest takeaways that you took from winning a Super Bowl? Like, like what were your things when you're saying, oh, man, this was the formula. This is, this is what it takes. What, what was that? It's definitely unselfishness. Yeah. And relationships. Uh, unselfishness and relationships. And I'm not just talking position to position relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm talking D. Lyman like Chris Long and Brandon Graham reminding me every day about the plays I'm going to make. And we're in week four or five, you know, mm-hmm. you're celebrating, you know, you know, six, six catch game or seven catch game or touchdown with me or even like some I'm down, you know, I didn't do well. They're coming over to me and say, hey, bounce back. You're going to. And then that week in practice, they're on me like, yeah, yeah, Nelly, you're going like like the love that came from guys that weren't even in my room mm-hmm. is real. Mm-hmm. Or the battles with the, you know, nickel cornerback or outside cornerbacks and the conversation. Us and those DBs that year would always stay after and do releases together, just always working to make each other better because we knew it was about the opponent we were going against. Right. We are already one. In practice, we compete, but we were preparing for whoever we were going to go against. And that's what it is. It's relationships. Man, it's relationships, 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 man. And it's cross-position relationships, right. not just in your unit. Right. You So you went to Vegas afterwards and, and really had, uh, I mean, a monster year, 896 yards, eight touchdowns, and again, you know, 
we don't want to go into individualism and stats. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a really good year for you. <laughs> like what, you know, and then the following two years in New England were not as big a numbers. Mm-hmm. Kind of how do you look back on, on those times and, and sort through that yourself? Mm, I mean, just being honest, it's relationships that came with yeah. one and then the other. Yeah. And I, I hate to be a guy that's, you know, swayed by love and comfort, but sometimes that is what it is yeah, for totally. me. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's you just know? being human. Yeah, like uh, I had a lot of people in the Vegas building that truly had love and respect for me and poured that into me. Mm-hmm. And it started with the head ball coach and John Gruden. Yeah. You know, Rich Passaccia was there. You know, so many people that just, you know, they had so much confidence in me, but also instilled more in me mm. and just watched me work and respected the way I worked. And it worked out for me in that way that, you know, I felt right. Yeah. Whatever I did, I felt right. Yeah. Whether, whether it didn't work out great, I felt right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with your backstory, you have an interesting backstory. First of all, you were born in Nigeria, right? You moved here when you were five years old. Mm-hmm. Do you have any connection with uh, Ajabo and Owe on this team at Nigerian heritage and that connection? There's a lot of Nigerians yeah. in, in the locker room <laughs> yeah. right now. To take over. Yeah, I and, love it. And no, no, it's once again family. Yeah, yeah. It goes back to the team of family. We, you know, we talk like our parents in there. We joke around. And, yeah. Um, you know, we always check on each other, and I, I, I'm really proud of them, you know, because they're younger. Sure. You know, and, and they're it's pretty cool. You know, it's pretty cool to have them here because I can tell, you know, by the way they do things that they're raised in a Nigerian household. Mm. It's awesome. What, what do you mean by that? Can you explain? Just habits. Yeah. It's respect and habits. You know, yeah. greeting people. You know, you know, you take things very seriously. You're, you know, you prepare with, you know, focus. Yeah. I, I just talked to them for a story about those two guys, and they were saying in a Nigerian household, like the education aspect, you your grades better be good before football happens. <laughs> was that how it was for you growing up? I mean, I, I thought I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer growing up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy I'm I can a football see that. player. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it, we take it seriously, very seriously. Yeah. Um, my dad is a super educated man. He's a smart man. Yeah. And, you know, he, you know, he was always somebody to remind us the importance of education because you come back to, with school grades that weren't legit, then, yeah. you know, don't worry about fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're having no fun. <laughs> well, and family, too, is another thing they really, you know, you've talked a lot about family. Like, that was a huge part of their culture and all that stuff. So it seems like that's certainly um, part of you. The Nigerian culture is based on family. It's yeah. probably why I have the habit I have now with yeah. being comfortable when things feel like family. Yeah, yeah. So what was it like for you in high school? I mean, gosh, you were, you know, one of the top wide receiver prospects in high school in the whole nation. You had every school wanted you. You know, how did you handle that as a kid? You know, I mean, you're a mature dude now. I don't know how mature. Maybe you were just this mature when you are in high school. But how did you kind of handle that? I won't give myself that much. Credit. I wasn't <laughs> that mature, but... Uh, I trusted I trusted people that I felt like family. Yeah. My high school coach, um, he was really close with Monty Kiffin. Yeah. Because he took a year off and he was coaching as an assistant with Monty's staff in Tampa. Yeah. And at this time, Monty was uh, coming back to coaching when I was in when I was a freshman. He was coaching at Tennessee with Lane. Okay. 
And Monty Kiffin was the first person to offer me to play corner at mm. Tennessee. Oh, wow. And then I got a couple of offers, and then Monty Kiffin and Lane Kiffin took the job at SC. And I went out there to visit for a camp, and in my heart I was like, Monty and his, he has a very distinct voice. <laughs> and he would always be like, oh, Nelly, you're going to be so great now there. <laughs> I just got, oh, man, shucks, man. You're so good. <laughs> <laughs> man, he's a special man. That's a, he, he would always just tell me, like, you're going to be so good. You're going to be a great pro. Yeah. And this is when I was, like, in high school. Yeah. And, like, I just believed him. That's cool. Yeah, I believed him, and I was like, I'm going with Monty Kiffin yeah. to USC. As a corner, though. Yeah, I was going to no, say. No, I was going to play offense at this point. Okay, okay, okay yeah. But he's still on the staff. I'm yeah. going over there. That's awesome. Yeah. He, would, he would watch me freshman camp. He would watch me go against defense, and he would say, man, they, they just love the way you did that. And, oh, man. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Oh, you got good speed, Nelly. You got good speed. And moving you to wide receiver, I like that. That's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> That's my. That's probably my. That's your impression. I, yeah, I was gonna say. I, 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 I have more impressions. I, have I don't you guys, know who else you guys, you got. No, I'm not that good. At okay, right. I, I do don't Monty, know Monty Kiffin's voice, so I'm just gonna say oh, that was an if excellent look, impression. If you look it up, it, it's like, <laughs> man, man, it, um, oh man, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to hear your Monkin, the Todd Monkin impression, oh, no, but no, <laughs> I also no. don't want to get you in trouble. What? what I, we didn't ask you. Like, what? What do you think of of Todd's of Monk's offense? It's offense. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's electric. I mean, yeah. you know, he's, he's a lot of verticals. Yeah. But multiple, like, multiple cuts, you know, off the vertical stem. Mm. And that's the good thing about it. Like, you you want to be able to use speed, but you also want to be able to use your change direction at the top. Yeah. And, you know, we use condensed splits. We'll be spread out. We'll do a lot of different things. And yeah. I'm happy that there's variety in that aspect. Right. Mm-hmm. And and him as a dude, I mean, different voice than Monty, <laughs> but, you know, him as, him as a coach, what's he like? He's a jokester. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. He means business, but he's a jokester. And he comes from a really good place. Because I think in in his heart of heart, he understands that uh, to win football games, you have to have a professionalism about you Mm -hmm. to prepare like a pro and to perform like a pro. Mm -hmm. And I I respect him for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your career is super interesting to me because when I look at it, like, You've won a Super Bowl first-round pick. You've had some highs. You've had some lows. You've been in different places. And hearing you talk today, like, that has all brought you perspective that you're carrying with you now. How have you handled the highs and the lows of your career, and, and how has that shaped you? It's Everything that's happened prior to this point has just put me at a place of peace. Like, I'm nine years in. I feel great. Body's good. I'm happy. Like, if if you told me I was going to play nine years in professional football league <laughs> and be happy, have speed, have, you know, good energy, have my health, you know, made good money, and, and you know what I mean? Like, won a Super Bowl. Don't forget that. Not all nine years were perfect, statistically. Or, you know, early in your career, people heckled you or whatever it may be. I would tell you, man, I'll take where I am right now because <laughs> of that. Because... <laughs> I'm stronger as a man. I also have different tools, you know, to carry with me to also teach young kids who will go through the same thing because any experience I had isn't just unique to me. It's the world of sports, you know. You know, I think Kobe had a quote, like, you know, when I, that, I li- that I listened to when I was younger, and it was like, you know, don't take it so personal. You know, he talked about, like, 
criticism and critics will be here before you and after you. Don't take it so personal. Mm. The game isn't exempt. Like, you cannot get rid of that. That mm. is, like, a part of it. So if somebody has something to say to me because I didn't perform, it's reality. They have all the right to. It's when you take it so personal that you forget to do your part, which is to get better and to, you know, fix that error. Make it right. And did you have to learn that? 100%. 100%. I had to search every day because you sometimes work so hard that if somebody was criticizing you, you put your guard up and you forget to have the self-confidence to be self-critical about mm. the result. Mm. Because what makes a great athlete a great athlete is being self-critical. But what some athletes forget is the aspect of self-confidence. You know, to be truly confident, you can be self-critical is like a very important thing. Like, I have great confidence in myself. So, like, if something don't work well, I miss a ball and not the best route, I can say I know that. Tighten up. Let's go. Fix that. Next one, lock in. Next one, do this. Next one, just speed. I'm, I'm all right with that. Before, if something didn't go well, before I even got a chance to do this or do that, I would, if I heard something, I would now be fighting two things, me preparing, but me guarding myself and my emotions. And it's like, man, emotions are to the side sometimes. It's just you grinding to get better because mm-hmm. my emotional state is peace and happiness. Like, oh, like I'm good. Like, playing with house money, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a testament to you because some guys, a lot of guys, you know, go through early career struggles and they don't come out of it, right? It, yeah. it's just, it, it, it can break. Some guys, even if they're high draft picks, especially if they're mm. high draft picks because of the pressure, you know, I mean, that's that speaks to you. So, like, how how do you kind of feel like how did you get through that? You know, you talk about it was a learning process. Keep how fighting. did you do that? Keep fighting. I mean, and putting yourself at peace to to realize you're in control of like the effort aspect of it. Yeah. And then the making it right aspect of it. Yeah. You're not in control of like what is being said about you. Yeah. You know, it's going to be here today. It's going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> so it's not, if it's you, it's me, you know, him, yeah. it's somebody. So you can't take it so personal. Like it's an attack on you. It just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. And as a person, you just focus on like, I'm the athlete. Like my job is to perfect my route running, my catch radius, you know, my focus to the tuck, all that, my finishes. That's my job. My job isn't to, you know, tell somebody's opinion of me is wrong. Like, hey, he's wrong or he shouldn't be saying that. That's not my job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I think at the end of the year, <clears throat> you, you know. There's going to be a lot of good things said. There's a lot of good things said about <laughs> you and this team. I just feel like like there just seems to be a really good energy around this team, and I think that, you're a part of that. You know, I just think that there's like a confidence and an enthusiasm around this team. And I think uh, you're going to have the last laugh this year. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward for us to all be laughing and smiling and sharing <laughs> together. The confetti. The yeah. confetti. Yeah. <laughs> we have a little saying. We call it size them up. Size it up on here. So hopefully we're all sizing them up this year <laughs> for, that, for that ring finger. Yeah, and I, I, I pray we put in all the work and get after it. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate man. it. Well, that was Nelson Aguilar joining us here in the SeatGeek studio. We also want to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings because DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens and it has a limited-time offer 
that you don't want to miss. Here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK. If you're a new customer, you get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. You got to use the promo code. And again, that is FLOCK. It's only at DraftKings. You got to be 21 or older and physically present in Maryland to play. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. So uh, really appreciate Nelson for stopping by. And uh, he's man, an insightful dude. Really good perspective. Yeah, I mean, it, I I like listening to him. It's just like, like, <laughs> like I told him, I'm like, man, like, I hope you're saying this stuff. Yeah, in like, the room. In the room, you know, because it just, I feel like he's got such a veteran's mindset mm-hmm. and like is such a pro. Um, yeah, I'm, he's an impressive dude. Well, like honestly, and I said this to him, like when I hear him and Odell talk, there's a lot of similarities there, like <laughs> mm-hmm. in terms of. Life lessons, life and lessons, and perspective, lessons. and where like where football sits in their life, and how they've arrived here in Baltimore, kind of going through all of these highs and lows, and like what they want out of this team and what they want out of an organization, like yeah. a lot of similarities there. And yeah, I think that like sure. I think that's going to serve this team well. Yeah, I mean it's it's certainly uh, a bonus, for lack of a better word, that you have two Super Bowl winners, two vets who have won a Super Bowl who know what it takes to do that in the room. And, you know, along with all these other young guys, yeah. they're just great mentors for them. And really the offense as a whole, even for Lamar, and even for a bunch of guys, they can share some really great perspective on what it takes to get there. Because like, to your point, Justin Tucker is the only Raven on yeah. the team that won back in 2012. And so... Some of those lessons, I don't know if they need to be imparted, but uh, the Ravens over the years have lost that kind of perspective gradually. And it's great to have two guys who are going to be huge parts of the team that can share that. Well, I thought it was interesting when I asked him about that, and he made the point, like, it's through habits. Like, mm-hmm. I impart that through habits. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's not necessarily getting up there like, this is what it's going to take to win a Super Bowl, yeah, and yeah. I've done this. But, like, you see the work ethic. And, I mean, from a football standpoint, too, like, I know he didn't really want to get into uh, stat projections or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, like, I mean, you said it. Everything that we're seeing from him in practice is really encouraging. Yeah. And, like, I recognize there's only one ball to go around, and I don't know that he's going to lead the team in receiving which clearly is not like his biggest focus. Mm-hmm. But I've said time and time again, and I really believe this, like he's going to help his team win games this year. There's oh, going to be plays. There's going to be plays. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be a play in the fourth quarter where he hits a 20-yard back shoulder down the field or he catches a, a red zone 100%. touchdown. Like that play is something that he is bringing to this team, and then he still has a speed threat. It's interesting yeah, that like, I mean, you hear slants, the I mean, it's not just that play. Like he's, he's caught balls all over the, the field. It's like I know of you, you, like I know he's got the speed, and you kind of think of that. Yeah. But like he's not, that's not what he's been doing in practice. It's been like that element is there, Mm -hmm. but it's like a lot of this like back shoulder, crisp route running, Mm -hmm. tough catches at times. Like I just, I didn't, I, I, when I think about his game, I didn't think about that element as much. And he's shown that in practice. So like I said, I think he's going to, he's going to help us team in some big ways this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no idea how the whole wide receiver production breakdown is going to go. I mean, like all these guys have the talent, you know, we talk about the five first round picks in the room right now, you know, they all have big time talent, 
right? They all can go off. I mean, even just specifically the top four guys. I mean, you're talking about Odell, Nelson, Zay, and Rashad Bateman. Like, any of those four guys could just go off this Uh year. And so, uh, yeah, I I don't know how it's all going to go down, but Nelson Aguilar, I think, has proven that, yeah, we should give him some targets. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he's going to to his point, maximize those opportunities. That's what it's all about for these wide receivers. Are you going to maximize your opportunity? Because there's a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. So, and I just, I thought he had... To his point, though, about the numbers, I thought (laughs) the funny thing was about Zay. He's like, you know, if he has 800 yards, like, and we don't win, you know, and we win the Super Bowl, like, that's a good year. I'm like, yeah, I mean, if he has 800 yards, period, like that's pretty, pretty good rookie year. If that's a, he's like, and then, you know, whatever, if he has 1300 and we don't win the Super Bowl, it's not as good. I'm like, right. if 800 is the floor that's for Zay's rookie year, sign me up. Look, you just always back to the individual stats over here. You know, that's it is the fantasy world that we live in. That's here. all you're worried about. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, and the last thing I'll say about Nelson, too, like, I, I, uh, yeah, I appreciate his candor talking about the highs and lows of his career. Yeah, you know, for like sure. This is a guy who came in first round pick and had some well documented struggles in Philly, and you know, came out of that, ends up winning a Super Bowl, ends up going to other teams and having success. Nine year career now, and, yeah, mean, it's, yeah, like impressive, impressive guy. And and um, I've liked you know I've liked everything I've seen from him so far. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in terms of just other notes um, from practice, um, as always, you can email us at lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Also, make sure you check out the Ravens Press Pass podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single day, we post all of the press conferences that take place out here at the facility in their entirety. So if you just want to hear it straight from the horse's mouth, go ahead and check out uh, that podcast uh, as well. Any other notes from you uh, th- this week that kind of jump out to you? Well, since we uh, lasted our takeaways, you know, the offense had... Kind kind of a rough Saturday practice, mm-hmm. nine interceptions. Now, part of that was certainly because the script was kind of against them. It was third and longs for much of practice. Sure. And in that scenario, the defense has, they're licking their chops. They have exactly what they want. They can get after the pass. They can send all kind of blitzes. They can, you know, whatever. They know a pass is coming and credit to the defense. They capitalized nine interceptions. Obviously that's too many for the offense. You know, some of that's going to happen, but nine's too many. And John Harbaugh came back on Monday and said the offense was a lot crisper. He was really proud of them for uh, practicing with intentionality, I think was his word. No interceptions. Zero interceptions on Monday. And got hot in the red zone, which obviously there's been a lot of focus on that after the struggles last year in the red zone. So good to see the offense have kind of a bounce back performance and keep stacking. And really it, like Todd Munkin has said, it's about trajectory. Are you consistently getting better? You're going to have blips. Mm-hmm. You're going to have practices like Saturdays every once in a while. You want to minimize those, get back on track and, and head in the right direction. And that's what we saw on Monday. Yeah. The other thing that I'll be, you know, that is a, it's not necessarily a takeaway, but something I'm just watching really closely is just the, the cornerback situation. Um, You're going to get me going. Well, well, I know this, the number two cornerback situation. I like with with uh, Rock Yassine currently not on the field. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he's back soon, mm-hmm. as we know, friend of the lounge. Yep, um, of the lounge. We hope he's back really soon. Yeah, but it's opened the the door for Jalen Armour Davis and Brandon Stevens, and those guys are competing for for a role there. And you know, I think that they've had highs and lows. So they've had you know up and down moments, mm-hmm. and so you know I'll be watching those guys closely to see if like the Ravens feel confident going into, let's just say if rock were to, if that were to linger, mm-hmm. 
you know, you go into the regular season, do you feel confident in Jalen Armour Davis starting a game for you if you right. need him to? Right. Um, do you feel confident well, in Brandon, Brandon Stevens? Brandon Stevens another has done option. It. You know, he's, Kayvon Seymour's had a really good camp. Yep. I mean, that would, you know, him being a starter would be, he'd have to really continue that. You know, he's primarily been a special teams guy, but I'm not saying he can't. Right. You know, he's or, had a good camp. Yeah. And so, or do you feel like you need to go and bring in somebody else? Mm-hmm. Um, not like there's, ton of starting corners that are sitting out there on the market right, right now at this point in the game but guys will shake loose probably as cuts happen and so the Ravens you know surveyed the market there but anyway that that's really a position group that I think that like I am watching super closely in these practices yeah I agree I thought Denard Wilson brought up a really good point about Jalen Armour Davis which was he's in position like he's yeah, yeah. he is there it's about finishing now at this point for him, like locating the ball, finishing the play. Um, But that kind of echoes what I've seen in practice is, you know, he's, there's been some catches on him. That's going to happen. That's, that's how it works for a cornerback. You know, you break up fewer than, than you allow, generally speaking. Um, But like, I think that he can run, he can run with, I've seen him run with Zay deep, you know, like he's got good size. He's in position like, and he's so early in his career after not playing a whole lot last year, like every practice for him matters a lot. And I see him improving, you know, is he where he needs to be right now in his career for me to say, yeah, sign me up week one starter, Jalen Armour Davis feel great about it. Like, no, he's going to have to keep progressing in training camp and in preseason and all that stuff to give probably himself and the coaches, you know, that kind of confidence that he could be that guy. But I see the tools and I see the progression and I see the work that he's putting in that gives me confidence that he can get there. Well, the word that he used, um, and our Wilson used was consistency. Yeah. He just, yep. he needs consistency. That's and, the ga- name of the game at corner. Yep. And that's the thing about one, corners. One, big one play. play. Uh, one play. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's the same for like tackles, you yeah. know, offense alignment. It's about consistency. What's your technique play in, play out? Because you get exposed once and everybody sees it. You yep. give up that sack. You know, you give up one sack a game. It's not a great season for you as yep. an offensive lineman. You give up one bomb, one touchdown as a corner. It ain't great. Yeah. So yeah, you got to like, be dialed hey, in. I, I, I was I was great for whatever ninety eight percent of the snaps. Yeah, that but don't that work one, like that. Yeah, <laughs> not a corner. What would happen on that two percent? Huh? Yeah, does not matter at corner. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm sure we're gonna get a heavy dose of of Jalen in the preseason. Yep. And by the way, preseason game this week. All right. Yeah. There's there's actual football preseason football Saturday night at MT Bank Stadium. I think everyone's excited about that. I know we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do a full preview podcast looking at at that game, uh, which is gonna drop on Friday. So stay tuned. Uh, for that, and if you are going to the game, it's our kids' night, so we've got floppy hat giveaways mm-hmm. uh, for kids that we're giving away. It's going to be just a great time uh, that night. It's it's fun. I mean, the the start. I know it's not the real season yet, but the start of the preseason is a lot of fun. And if you're not going to be there in the house, the game is going to be on WBAL as well. Yep. One other thing, I'll do a self plug here. Uh, my cover story on Adafi yep. Oway and David Jabo kind of you, you got to work that in. You worked it in the interview with Nelson. Yeah, I, yeah, you I should have stopped and done the full promo. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me dial back. I mentioned this earlier. But I want to circle back to that point. Exactly. So wrote a cover story on on those two guys and their brotherhood. Obviously, high school teammates, both from Nigeria, as we mentioned. Uh, you know, reunite at uh, not reunite, but meet each other at Blair Academy in New Jersey. And then go on to team up in the pros. I mean, it's just an incredible story. And now, 
you know, the Justin Houston is in Carolina. Mm-hmm. The Ravens, we've talked, how many times have we talked about the possibility of, of reuniting with Justin Houston? It didn't happen. So as it stands right now, and, and maybe the, another outside linebacker could be at it at some point, but there's a lot of weight. Even if they do sign somebody, there's a lot of weight on their shoulders to be two horses in the Ravens pass rush. And so uh, go back and read that story if you haven't done so. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about the potential those you guys have. I, I am too. I mean, great story, and I'm excited about uh, th- their ability. I mean, they look they look good in practice. Yeah, they're terrible. Uh, OA, OA, like, uh, I was feeling this way last year going into the season. I felt like he was really looked great all spring and had a really good training camp. It didn't translate during the season. I think he looks good once again. I mean, I think both those guys are living in the backfield on a lot of these yes. plays. Yes, and. You know, so the Ravens believe that part of the reason they opted not to sign a Justin Houston or somebody else is because they have confidence in those two players. Yep. And we're going to get a chance to see it this year. Yeah, really excited. Well, thank you for listening, and we will be back with you Friday on Friday.